if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Indeed, and hour number two is underway at eight minutes past ten o'clock. Thank you for being with us Thursday, the 14th morning of the fifth month of the year of our Lord, 2020. By the way, I just to riff here for a second. Don't take that for granted, by the way. When I always open each hour with the year of our Lord, I will never, ever uh, part from that. Anno Domini is, is how we identify our time and our year. It is not about uh, common eras or anything else anymore. Anyway, uh, it is still the year of our Lord. Do not think he doesn't have this. I know a lot of people, people feel like we've been somewhat abandoned because of what's going on right now. Do not think that he doesn't have this. There, uh, service over. I uh, want to remind you before we go to our guest, hour number two, or excuse me, hour number one is up on the uh, podcast page, or rather the webpage right now, whkradio.com. Click on the podcast link. Click on local podcast, Bob France Authority, and you will have hour number one. And I bring that to you only because I want state Republicans, if you are a Republican in the state of Ohio, and you have watched and listened to what has gone on and the unbelievably indefensible, unforgivable move by Senate President Larry Obhoff to not even take up Senate Bill 1, to immediately end uh, the powers given to the Ohio Health Director to shut down her economy based on her whims, her incorrectly modeled whims, by the way. Uh, if you want to make sure that you share, I would like you to share that open with everybody that you can on your social media. So download that podcast of Hour 1 at whkradio.com. Share it on your social media so the message gets through to the ORP, that it gets through to the General Assembly, that it gets through, through to the governor, that um, we are uniting and we are not going to support the Republican Party in the state anymore if they don't start actually representing the people. So I'll leave that for you to do as I say good morning now to Dr. Everett Piper. Dr. Piper, of course, is a frequent guest on this program, a regular guest. He's our benchmark guest at 1010 every Thursday. He's a former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. He's a best-selling author. He's a columnist for the Washington Times, and he joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, doctor. How are you? I'm doing great. By the way, Bob, the theological, political, and practical significance of what you just said about the year of our Lord is so important to everything you say and everything any conservative thinks, says, or does. The year of our Lord, the revelation of God, this is not a time of man. This is a time of conservatives conserving the time-tested truths, those self-evident truths that have given, been given to us, not by government, but by our Lord. 
you just nailed it. You hit it out of the park, and people need to recognize the significance of standing firm on that foundation because if that foundation crumbles, we don't have any foundation for freedom. We don't have any foundation for liberty because the self-evident truths and those unalienable rights disappear if it's nothing but the year of government as opposed to the year of God. You know, I knew I shouldn't have preached. I should have just said, Dr. Piper, preach. You are so much better at it than I am. And uh, But I do appreciate your kind words. I, I have done that for years and years and years on the radio. I've started my shows with, with the year of our Lord. Uh, so many people have that mistaken childhood thing with that A.D. means after death and you know and, and that sort of thing. And, of course, we know that it means Anno Domini. It is the Latin for year of our Lord. And I, I just always have wanted to remind people that, yes, we are still, you know, it is still God's world. Uh, we are still in it um, uh, and according to his will, quite frankly, uh, yes, we have free will, but we are still uh, beholden to and subject to our Creator and our Savior. And uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, uh, a lot of people forget that, and that's why I just like to start each show with that. I don't know why I just riffed on it now. For some reason, it struck me, and maybe it's because you tell me in your private dealings, Doctor Piper. Do you hear people? I won't say questioning their faith, but maybe losing their maybe losing losing their faith a little bit, maybe just feeling a little bit abandoned because of what we are all enduring right now? Well, I think people are fearful. I think uh, we've enjoyed a success and material uh, ease and pleasure uh, long in the United States. Very few of us have had to suffer crisis, and we've forgotten the fact that as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. We've forgotten the fact that the Lord disciplines those he loves, In other words, if he loves us, he's going to discipline us. And if there is no discipline, there may be evidence that there's a lack of love. We've forgotten the paradox of discipline and freedom. We've forgotten the fact that if you want freedom, you've got to have fences. We've forgotten the old axiom that where there is no pain, there is no gain. We've forgotten the preaching of Paul, who said, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. And the lesson of Joseph in the Old Testament, that what others intend for evil, God always redeems for good. We've forgotten the, les- the lesson of Esther, where Mordecai said, who knows but that you have been brought here for such a time as this. We need to remember, we need to remember that uh, the crucible, the crisis, is good, and that those who run toward the storm gain freedom and liberty, but those who run away from the storm are often those that are controlled by it and therefore held in bondage to it. Freedom comes from uh, welcoming the crisis, if you will, rather than um, denying it and running away from it. So yeah, I guess the fear is evident, but maybe we'll be tested by fire and it'll be redeemed. Not maybe, it will be redeemed. We're promised that by God. That, that that's what I wanted to hear, and that's very well said. And you're right; people are fearful, and sometimes with fear comes questions, and uh, and they just might not quite understand. And maybe sometimes it's not for us to understand. Uh, that is the basis of faith. I I think I've always believed. Uh, and it was a movie; I can't remember which, but um, oh yes, I do. In the movie Philadelphia, uh, I remember uh, when he was given the big case, uh, Tom Hanks' character was told when he said, thank you for having faith in me. And his uh, boss, the managing partner, said, faith, I always remembered this line, faith is a belief in something for which we have no evidence. 
and it doesn't apply in this case, suggesting that we have evidence that you're going to do a great job here. But I've loved that definition. Faith is something is a belief in something that we don't have evidence for, and that's what we sometimes have questioned from time to time, just in our human failings. And for me, I think that's a great thing to remember. Uh, we might not know how. It's not for us to know everything that is going to happen or how God's plans will work out. We just have to have that faith, absent evidence. Keep that faith, and that's what uh, will save us. Uh, okay, that's my little attempt at having a theological discussion with the, with a uh, theologian. <laughs> probably well, pre- did, pre- probably didn't go well for me, it, brother. Preach it, <laughs> All right, Doctor Piper. Since we're doing the faith thing, uh, let's uh, let's go out of order on what you and I wanted to talk about here, and I want to talk about the little sisters of the poor. Something that you tweeted about. There's a uh, Bloomberg uh, uh, article about the left and this ongoing battle to try to force the Little Sisters of the Poor to provide contraception and or abortifacient uh, 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 medication to uh, to employees. This has been a huge federal case for a long time now, and maybe you can give us your thoughts on it and an update. Well, it, it's been going on since the, uh, since the birth of Obamacare. Uh, let's just refresh everybody's memory. When the government took over health care and Obama... And all of his cronies decided how they were going to tell us how to run our lives and force us what kind of health insurance to purchase or not and what kind of products to include within that health insurance package. They actually told the Little Sisters of the Poor, a Catholic order of nuns, that they were required by law to include abortifacient drugs, contraception, in their health care package. Now, Uh, Self-disclosure here. Oklahoma Wesleyan University, under my leadership at the time, also was a co-litigant in that particular case. In other words, we joined with the Little Sisters of the Poor because we're pro-life, too. Everybody that works at Oklahoma Wesleyan has to be pro-life by definition. We believe that God defines the human being. You don't. I don't. The government doesn't. God defines life. Man doesn't. And we stood firm with the Little Sisters and said, no, we are not going to include contraception and abortifacient drugs in our health care package because, well, for the Little Sisters, for example, they're Catholic. They're nuns. They're celibate. They don't need any contraception, let alone that which induces abortion. And they're women. Don't they know their bodies, their faith, their religion, their church better than you, me, or the government? Who in the world is has the audacity to stand in the face of a nun and say, you've got to include contraception in your health care. This is asinine. It's like Ted Cruz said. Anytime you you find yourself fighting against a group of nuns, you might be on the wrong side of the debate. I don't feel that they ever really cared too much about the actual facts about nuns being celibate, et cetera, et cetera, because it's not about the the religion, and and really it's not even about the the drugs, you know, the the and the contraception and the abortifacients. I it's just about you will bow, you will be on bended knee uh, uh, in front of the state. You will do what you are told. Your religion doesn't make you immune from our laws and our power. We ha- we will decide what you do. And, you know, First Amendment and the right to practice religion freely uh, be damned, quite frankly. They're, they're essentially saying this. I think this is about power more than about actual celibacy, contraception, and the evils thereof. Spot on. The word you used more than once was power. This is about power. This is about forcing you to submit. This is about the oligarchs in D.C., the group of a few telling everybody else how to live their lives and what to do. I've talked before on your show about hierarchies versus covenants and how Oz Guinness once told me, if you want freedom, vote for a covenant. 
Never vote for a hierarchy because hierarchies imp- impose power top down upon all the rest. Covenants are we the people. It's bottom up. It's the people deciding how they will live together and what principles they will hold dear through consensus. The Magna Carta is a covenant. The Constitution is a covenant. The European Union is hierarchical. Democrats are hierarchical. Republicans are covenantal. If you want freedom, vote for a covenant. We don't vote for a king. We vote for a covenant. And if you vote for a hierarchy, you're going to be controlled because hierarchies, by definition, are power. That's their purpose. Completely agree. We are talking with Dr. Everett Piper. Uh, doctor, we're going to take our time out here, and we're going to have to try to jam two or three topics into our last short segment. We spent a lot of time talking theology, which I wasn't planning to do, uh, although I don't apologize for it because I think it was a great discussion. Uh, so Dr. Everett Piper will come back with us. We're going to try to talk about uh, CNN, Greta Thunberg, or Thunberg, if you will, and maybe a little bit of oaky wisdom to wrap it up on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 1022, we got a few minutes left now with our friend Dr. Everett Piper, uh, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, columnist for the Washington Times. We're going to talk about his column, which is kind of fun here in a moment. But first, uh, Dr. Piper, I saw a great tweet about this story, which is something else that you tweeted about, uh, and I'll let you talk about here. Um, CNN, Trump is not a doctor. Also CNN, teenage high school dropout is a virus pandemic expert that's the the mentality that we have with these leftist mainstream uh news organizations they have asked has cnn which continues uh, obviously daily to ridicule and rip the president for his lack of expertise in this area or that area they've decided that on their town hall panel if you will on the uh, coronavirus pandemic one of the panel of medical experts will be 17-year-old high school dropout Greta Thunberg, the uh, young woman whose How Dare You became an international uh, cry for climate change action. Um, apparently, she, uh, she is now a medical expert on coronavirus. Your thoughts? Uh, please, uh, like you know I tweeted, I said, please tell me this is a joke. This has to be satire. You've got a precocious high school dropout who knows nothing about anything i mean she, what what degree does she hold she doesn't even hold a high school who high school degree does she have a degree in meteor, meteorology or climatology oh no but yet she's an expert on climate change and global warming whatever label you want to put on it today to to uh, to accomplish your political ends and your political agenda now all of a sudden she's an expert on virology and immunology i mean my land this has to be a joke. This has to be satire. But it's not, because now we know in our culture that it is the one who wants to complain and whine that will get the most attention from CNN and the mainstream media, especially if they have a progressive left-of-center agenda. It doesn't matter what their expertise are. Yeah. I w- and I would here's g- the thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was going to intervene, but when you talked about it, it has to be satire, and you know, a lot of people say it sounds like a Saturday Night Live sketch, but to me it doesn't. It sounds like a Sesame Street episode. If you remember Sesame Street and the segment they would do called Which of These is Not Like the Other, here's their tweet from CNN. 
Former acting CDC director Richard Besser. Former HHS secretary Kathleen Sebelius. And activist Greta Thunberg. Join Anderson Cooper and Dr. Sanjay Gupta for a live CNN town hall. Which of these things is not like the other? Health and Human Services secretary, CDC director. Okay, we can listen to them. And then Greta Thunberg. It, it's, it's comical. And it's, it's political. It's not science. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Kathleen Sebelius is the one that I sued with regard to the abortifacient mandate. That was the suit, the Little Sisters of the Poor suit, is against Kathleen Sebelius. So again, she's denying science because she denied the fact that a human being is is defined biologically. There is no argument scientifically as to when a human being begins. There's no debate scientifically. I, I defy anybody, Greta Thunberg, Kathleen Sebelius, or anybody else, to tell me that a human being doesn't begin at conception. That is a biological, scientific fact. These people, and they've proved it by the appointment of Greta Thunberg to this panel, they are science deniers. They deny the science of climatology. They deny the science of sexuality. Now they're denying the science of the COVID-19 discussion by putting a high school dropout, a precocious teenager who got famous because she ranted at a camera about how dare you. A political rant, not a scientific statement, and again, that's all CNN has to offer right now. They are the science deniers, not the conservatives. Spot on. Let's take this conversation about our response to the COVID-19 virus and everything else that's going on with respect to our leadership in Washington, D.C., and let's bring a little bit of Oklahoma common sense to D.C. This is one of the most fun columns of yours that I've read, in which you list for us a quite a handful, actually, a pretty good-sized number of, of axioms that are Oklahoma-specific uh, uh, or Oklahoma-centric. Uh, tell us a little bit about how we can bring some of that oaky wisdom to the folks in D.C. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all the highbrow arrogance of our, of the handful, the elites, the smarter than thou's. As Michael Bloomberg pejoratively said, those that have more gray matter than those of us who live in the flyover states and the heartland and the plain states, such as Oklahoma or Kansas or Nebraska or Iowa, you pick your state. I guess we're too stupid. We're the rubes. We're the deplorables. We don't understand much. But I threw out a few okeyisms, if you will, that might help people understand how we deal with the crisis, the COVID crisis. And one of them is, well, most of the stuff people worry about, it ain't never going to happen anyway. Another one is social distancing means keeping as far away from the skunks as possible. And I put the skunks in quotation marks. Another one, always drink upstream from the herd. That's a good idea when it comes to That's pretty to good COVID. advice. <laughs> That's pretty good advice there, isn't it? And here's another one, and I'll let you, I'll take a breath. I don't, it, it says it don't take a very big person to abuse a little bit of power. Isn't that true? Look at the abuse of power that's taking place across the country right now. And most of these people are very small people, very small in mind and intellect, very small in morality. They're very small people. They've got small man's disease. They've got Napoleon complex. They want to grab power when they can get it. And isn't that so true? I don't want you to take a breath, though. Spend the rest of our time. Give us more of the. I love axioms, and I especially love them when they come from, uh, you know, from a place like these in Oklahoma. Give us a little few more. Okay, if you get to thinking you're a person of influence, try ordering somebody else, somebody else's dog around. And the best sermons are lived, not preached. Arrogance just doesn't happen overnight. Uh, here's one. 
I like in particular. If you want to find a snake, listen for the rattle. And if you ain't rattling, you ain't the snake. So if those people that open their mouth and complain and gripe the most are often the ones you should avoid first because they're talking too much. If you want to find a snake, listen for the rattle. And if you ain't rattling, you ain't the snake. So keep your mouth shut. Listen not, Listen for those. Here's a couple. If you want to wallow, if excuse me, if you wallow with the pigs, expect to get dirty. Um, uh, let's see. Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Uh, let's just conclude with this. Everyone believes in God, either the one you see in the mirror or the one you see in the Bible. And then the Seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. I love each and every one of those, but I think my favorite, at least as it pertains to the D.C. area, when you wallow with pigs, expect to get dirty. I suspect there's more experience with that in D.C. than there is in the whole of Oklahoma. Just different kind of pigs. Dr. Yeah. Every Piper, thank, <laughs> Dr. Every Piper, thank you so very much. Great work, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, blessings. Take care. That's such a fun column from Dr. Piper. You're going to want to read that one by all means. Uh, and I don't know if I retweeted it or not. I think I did. But I'll, maybe I'll retweet it again now because it's fresh on the mind. You should definitely read uh, Dr. Piper's work. Okay, it's 1030. We're going to take a time out. <clears throat> Bottom of the hour news. After this, we're going to come back with uh, um, a preview of the next Red Green Axis Exposed webinar, which is coming up on Sunday evening. Jim Simpson will host, and his guest will be Catherine uh, uh, Engelbrecht. She is the leader and the founder of True the Vote, and we're going to talk about vote stealing. We're going to talk about vote by mail. We're going to talk about ballot harvesting in more ways that the left is going to try to rob uh, President Trump once again of an election this November, and more than just President Trump. They're already trying it. They tried it and failed in California when when, uh, Mike Garcia was successful in winning yesterday uh, the uh, vacant seat uh, uh, from uh, Katie Hill. They flipped a blue seat red despite the attempts to cheat. So we're going to talk about voting and ways to rob the election with uh, Jim Simpson and Kathleen Engelbrecht, uh, Catherine, rather, Engelbrecht, coming up next on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten thirty-eight. As we continue now on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Thanks so much for being with us. You know about Red Green Axis exposed by now. If you do not know, then uh, you just haven't been paying, paying attention. We uh, talk about it on a regular basis. We have uh, guests from the uh, Red Green Axis and the webinar series um, on the uh, program regularly. Red Green Axis exposed uh, shines a light on the threats we face from the far left which is the red, the Marxist, socialist, communists, and technocrats, and the green, which are Islamist groups in the United States. These groups com- uh, c- uh, comprise the red-green axis, written about multiple times by Jim Simpson, who is uh, one of the founders and leaders of the red-green axis exposed. Jim Simpson joins us now on AM 1420. The answer, Jim, good morning. How are you? Hey, Bob. Great to be with you again. Always good to talk with you, and also on the line with us now is, and make sure we double-tap that for me, Andrew, so we can bring them both up, is your guest for this week's uh, guest, or excuse me, your guest for this week's webinar, rather, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht, who is the leader of the nation's largest nonpartisan voters' rights and election integrity organization. She is the founder of True the Vote. Catherine, good to have you back uh, on the air here. How are you? 
I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. It is a pleasure. The webinar is coming up on Sunday night, this Sunday, May 17th at 7.30 p.m. I'll tell you later how you can be a part of that and uh, take that in because they're going to be covering something very important, the integrity of, as you would imagine with Catherine being here, uh, our, uh, our elections. Catherine, let's start with you and let's start with just a little bit of history on true the vote then we're going to talk about the uh uh the attempt quite frankly to sabotage the elections by demanding all mail-in voting for this uh, november's presidential election tell us about how you started true the vote sure we started it actually quite by accident uh, in 2009 just a small group of folks who um went to work at the polls because we would heard that there was a need for volunteers and so we thought that that would be a great thing to do to, to volunteer and that would be at the end of it. Uh, but in our time working inside of elections, we saw uh, a bunch of business professionals, and we saw that the process was just broken. Uh, there were you know, bad names in the poll books. The, the uh, process of checking in voters was easily manipulated, um, led us to bigger, bigger concerns and, and bigger questions, research projects to identify bad registrations coming into the rolls uh, led us to looking at how messed up the rolls really are nationally. Um, and over time, we began to uh, find people across the country who were similarly concerned. And so we began to collaborate into what is now you know, True to Vote, which is focused on uh, empowering citizens to take a stand. So we recruit, train, and mobilize people to work in the polls. Um, Flash forward to where we are now, and and uh, I, I believe we're looking at what could potentially be a, an end game scenario this November, because of all that we've seen over the past decade, and, and what was going on decades before that have continued to inch along our process and our protocols and our securities, uh, just continuing to to do every little thing they can to destabilize. Um, now. Uh, finding its way to these pushes for mail-in, which will expose every vulnerability the system has um, and, and potentially crack it in half. We are, we are incredibly concerned about the direction this is all taking. And as well we should be. Jim Simpson, why uh, was this important enough for you to dedicate a webinar to this? Obviously, I just described in a thumbnail sketch what Red Green Access Exposed usually does. Voting issues or election issues aren't necessarily at the top of that list for your organization. Why does this one matter so much? Well, because uh, voting integrity is the basis of our entire system. And if we don't have voter integrity, we do not have a... We don't have a reliable uh, system of choosing our government, which is what our nation is founded on. And I have to tell you, you know, I met Catherine in 2010 at the Conservative Political Action Conference, and I wrote about her extensively. And, you know, just to give your listeners an example, when when Governor uh, Walker of Wisconsin faced a recall, uh, by the Democrats after he had won and then passed Act 10, which basically uh, defanged the teachers' unions. Uh, they had a recall, and through the vote came in to test, to, to check the registration of the voters in the recall. There were 1.5 million recall votes, and in a matter of 
less than a month before it. Uh, True the Vote, with Catherine Engelbrecht's leadership, evaluated 1.5 million records using 14,000 volunteers from 49 states. They created a computer program that would triple-blind check these registrations, and they found uh, of the 1.5 million, only 500,000 that were actually eligible, and many of the other ones are fraudulent. And the corrupt Democrat Government Accountability Board in Wisconsin, which was the uh, their version of the state election board, uh, rejected every one of uh, True the Votes um, identified. Well, they didn't reject them. They ignored every one of True the Votes identified problematic uh, votes. But Catherine has d- done an amazing job, and she faced uh, just enormous, enormous attacks and uh, hatred from the Democrat Party and all of its allies being sued, and just it's beyond the pale what what she had to go through simply for trying to, uh, you know, make the voting, uh, improve voter integrity. Yeah, I uh, I spoke with Catherine uh, a little bit about that previously. Catherine, you may not recall it, but on a, on a station in Houston about this after this was uh, kind of all started, and uh, it is incredible. Everything Jim, Jim just said uh, times a thousand, really, what you had to go through. So uh, I concur with his assessment there. Let, let's talk, Catherine Engelbrecht, a, bit, a little bit more about uh, the lengths to which Democrats will go to uh, sabotage elections. Um, we just had the special election in California to replace Katie Hill, who resigned in disgrace from her seat. Um, and Mike Garcia running had a huge lead in a mail-only, because of the determination of California's government, in a mail-in-only ballot or vote. Uh, Mike Garcia had around a 12-point lead over his uh, Democratic challenger. So they decided, well, this isn't working. Uh, so and I guess that's according to, uh, you know, um, Estimates, I would imagine, because I don't know if they start counting them as they come in. But at any rate, they knew they were losing, so they set up in-person voting tents in parking lots in blue districts, or blue areas, rather, of that particular district. So, you know, they, they, they can't win when it's in-person. They can't win when it's mail-in. So whatever it is, they're going to try to steal it. And that kind of highlights the need for, you know, voter integrity rules to be put in place, does it not? Oh, absolutely. Um I think when you talk to the average person, we, we, look, we, you know, you know, we're, we're glued to our televisions 24-7, right? We see these headlines, we, we read the stories, we understand that there are problems, but there's typically a disconnect with the average person who says, wait a second, you mean I can go and volunteer and, and play a role in you know, restoring that integrity and def- defending the sanctity of the vote? There are things I can do that most people don't know, but there are so many ways for citizens to be meaningfully involved. And we, yeah. this year voting is not going to be enough. We, we cannot go cast our vote, get our little I voted sticker or put our ballot in the mailbox or whatever that's going to look like, and then just watch the returns come in. We have to be on the field or it will be stolen. Uh, Jim, yeah. want to follow up on that? Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. You know, and in my uh, election here in in Maryland, I just got my primary ballot in the mail, 
and I filled it out last night, and all it requires to, for me to send it in is my signature on the back that says I'm the person that I say I am, and there's nothing else. And, you know, it's impossible to know, to be able to check, to be able to figure out uh, how many voters' votes, uh, mail-in ballots went to the wrong people, you know, dead people. You, you just, you, you have no idea, there's no way to check it, and that they make sure that there, there's no way to verify uh, who the voter is. Um, I've written extensively about vote fraud, and uh, I wrote an article in Accuracy in Media uh, in 2014, Vote Fraud, an Existential Threat to America, and I go through the various ways people can, uh, uh, they, they can steal the vote, I went through extensively what Catherine went through, so if people want to find out about that, they can go there. I also uh, interacted with Chris Kobach, who has done an amazing amount of work on vote fraud. He, he helped uh, boost, not create, but boost the state cross-check program, which I think has 28 states involved now, where they cross-check voter <laughs> registrations, and they found thousands, if not millions, of voters registered in two or three states, many of whom vote all the, in, in all three, you know, states. So, yeah, it's 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 really bad. And this November, uh, the Democrats are pulling out all the stops to win at any cost by any means necessary. Yeah, and that's not just in uh, you know the federal elections or elections for president, but state elections, including those Absolutely. for uh, for uh, Congress. Like you, you yep. have a personal stake in this as a candidate for yes, Congress sure in the state of Maryland. So you want to make sure that the votes are legitimate. And Catherine uh, Engelbrecht, <clears throat> last thing, just again on the attempt by Nancy Pelosi to try to force and all of the public pressure being put on now uh, on states to have mail-in only voting for president and for these elections coming up in November. Uh, this is this is the kind of thing that is just jarring to me. Between 2012 and 2018, over the span of four federal elections, 28.3 million mail-in ballots remain unaccounted for, according to data from the Federal Election Assistance Commission. That's an average of 7 million ballots unaccounted for per election in that period of time. Uh, you think seven million ballots can change the uh, the victor and change the result of an election? Uh, it, this is what they want to put their faith in: mail-in balloting to choose the next president of the United States and control of the Congress. Well, you know, you you, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, the question we have to ask is why, right? Why it doesn't make sense unless you you have have a a plan waiting in the wings to capitalize on that chaos to drive all of these elections and and at the state and then ultimately the federal level certainly the presidency straight into litigation uh where where we were we will just sort of flounder as a people not knowing clearly who the victor was because there will be so much confusion in the process and it's a it's a it's a very well-worn play out of the playbook you know when in doubt cause chaos and and I'll point out that the same groups that are suing now to uh, to radically expand mail-in ballots and to uh, remove any of the limitations on ballot harvesting, there are groups that are suing, and then you have you know radical bureaucrats that are doing this by fiat. But these are the same groups that pre-COVID, pre the health crisis, 
were the same groups suing states to prevent them from cleaning the voter rolls, to stop them <laughs> from implementing voter ID. So it, it's, it's all part of a piece to destabilize the process and cause chaos, because as we know, you know, chaos breeds opportunity, and they're going to play it for all it's worth. And that's why it's so important that citizens that care about the protection of a free and fair election, regardless of your party, if you care about the principle of a free and fair election, please get involved and serve so that we can do no all, that, all that we can possibly do. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to uh, watch and attend and participate in this webinar if you can. Uh, Catherine Engelbrecht will be the guest of Jim Simpson for the Red Green Access Exposed event. It's Sunday, 7.30. If you want to attend, you need a link. And by attend, of course, we mean virtually online. If you want to watch this, you need a link. You can get the link by requesting it when you email RGA at eaglefiremail.com. I always have to make sure I say that very clearly so that you know. Email RGA, which stands for Red Green Axis, RGA at eaglefiremail, all one word, dot com. RGA at eaglefiremail.com. Request the link, and you can watch as Jim Simpson and Catherine Engelbrecht underscore and explain in much more depth than we were able to do in this short period of time the urgency and the importance of election integrity. Uh, Catherine Engelbrecht, Jim Simpson, thank you both very much for coming on. Looking forward to a great event on Sunday evening. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thank, thank you both. God bless. Appreciate it. it. 10.53, we'll take our final time out and come right back on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, final segment of the broadcast for this morning. And the final segment for me for the week, uh, I've got some uh, family and collegiate business to attend to tomorrow. My friend Rob Walgate will be in for me. Looking forward to that. He's going to talk, by the way, among other people, with uh, Jack Windsor, who I spoke with a few days ago uh, from Mansfield, the investigative reporter who is working uh, very hard in keeping uh, Mike DeWine and Amy Labcoat accountable in Columbus. So uh, tune in for Rob. He'll be talking to Jack tomorrow. Uh, also, a reminder, when you have downtime and you still have a ton of it, a uh, great way to fill that is by watching last year's number one political documentary. That's right. No Safe Space is available now for a limited time on the webpage at nosafespaces.com. And when you watch it, make sure you enter the discount code SAVE25, SAVE25, for 25% off. Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla making you laugh and making you cry at the same time. You laugh because of Corolla. You cry because of Prager. No, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, but no, the, the content, seriously, some of it's funny and entertaining. Some of it really makes you scratch your head and makes you upset at what's happening to our country. Because, quite frankly, free speech is in serious jeopardy uh, because of what the left has done. The radical left doesn't like you and what you say. You'll be banned on social media. You'll be banned or censured at work or at your place of worship or at your place of study. You know, your university, your high school, it's a very, very important issue and one that you should uh, watch and learn from. NoSafeSpaces.com. Watch the movie and save 25%. It's Save 2-5. I want to um, uh, also remind you. Oh, by the way, this is just a chuckle. I've got... I, if you are looking for something hilarious, and I want you to share this, you know how when you go onto a web page and if you type in the wrong thing or if you click something that doesn't take you anywhere, you get an error message, and it usually says 404 error, this page cannot be found, or something like that? On the DonaldJTrump.com webpage, which is their, the official Trump re-election, you know, Trump campaign page, 
It's DonaldJTrump.com, right? If you try to go somewhere that doesn't exist by way of that page, if you click something uh, or if you try to uh, uh, find a sub-page from that and you get an error, instead of just saying 404, turn the music down. That's loud. Turn the music down. Thank you. Instead, instead of just saying 404 error, the, the, this page cannot be found, they have put a picture of befuddled Joe Biden on that page with a big headline that says, it appears you are as lost as me. It, I can't do it justice on the radio, right? I, don't, I can't show you a picture. I can just try to describe, or I can tell you to go to DonaldJTrump.com and then type in slash something that doesn't exist and watch the error page that you get. It is hilarious. All right, that's all the time that I've got. I'll leave you with this. Go to my web or our webpage, whkradio.com. Listen to the podcast of today's show. Share, especially our number one, with every Republican in this state that you can find to let them know we're not standing for this anymore. You'll hear it. You'll understand it when you hear it. Have a great day.